Vegas. Welcome to the stage, Jesse and BBK. I made BB say hello yeah, last week. Maybe say that. <laughs> and I, I think I it was really good. I think she was, I, I think you committed. It's, it it's was sunny. Set up the right tone. Yes. Isn't it? So. so thank you for, thank you for laughing. Thank first you, of all. everyone. Thank you. I'm just going to set a timer. Yeah. Also, the, the music to start us in to walk into wasn't actually, it's not a very long distance to walk, so no. it wasn't as grand as we were hoping. But. Um, Start. Yes. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you all for coming. We're yeah. very excited to be here. This is the first time, um, one of the first times I've been out of the house in a long time. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we haven't done anything on a stage since February 15th, 2020. Yeah. So it's... Not um, that we're natural stage dwellers. No. No. <laughs> no. As you can see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bibi's not wearing a bra. Yeah. Which Thank is you. quite shocking. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I was going to save that until later to reveal it, but no, I think it's already been revealed. Okay, good. So Thank that's you. fine. Uh, um, I am wearing a bra and I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried the dress on for Jessie, and um, she was very upset to find out it doesn't, it can't zip up on her because she's got swim. such a broad back. A swimmer's back. She's baby. got a swimmer's frame, and I don't have a swimmer's frame. So I'm an know. athlete. I just can't yeah. help it. I'm an athlete. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so we have we, loads of yeah, things to talk about, loads, don't we? Yeah, we do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. we, um, we should talk about... I'm very tired because I made yes. the kids stay up until 11pm last night watching the Friends reunion. Yes. Um, they really wanted to go to bed. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, you were watching these people. Mm -hmm. I just loved it so much. Yeah, I feel like it's actually too much of an important moment of cultural significance to start what we were going to talk about without at least referencing the Friends reunion. Yeah, so definitely. we haven't spoken about it together and I think that Jesse and I are going to have quite different opinions on what actually went down so would you care to share hopefully you have the same opinion as me about um Matthew Perry's face oh my god absolutely absolutely because that was just he's had cheek implants hasn't he he must have he just sort of looked like a sad basset hound yeah and then when they cut back to them you know as they were, mm -hmm. he, he just was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you can just see how he's just, you know, he just seemed a bit more frail than the others, didn't he? Yeah, well, I thought what was so interesting about it was to kind of analyze why they were there. I couldn't help it. Maybe it's like being a neurotic actor or overthinker. But like, part of me just kept thinking, people have wanted them to do this reunion for such a long time, and they've always said no. So why are they doing it now? What's the motive behind each of them? And I just felt like they all had have had such completely different lives. And the fact that they made it so obvious that they haven't been in the same room together for 15 years, like, yeah, but you shouldn't I be proud of that. Like, you, you guys grew up together, you had this amazing connection, and you've not all been in the same room together until now. So clearly, there is something dark that happened. No. Dark, and you could see it. And poor Matt LeBlanc, he seems like he's had his memory wiped. No! Because he just was waddling around. No, like, no, 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 no. I thought Matt LeBlanc was the best. I he know, seemed no, the I most thought he was the best too. I him the and best Lisa Cadreau seemed like the most normal. Lisa Cadreau just looked flawless. That's how to age elegantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas I thought that you could see the connection between Courtney Cox and Rachel. They had mm -hmm. obviously like best friends. Yeah. 
And um, I just was so fascinated. And I thought David Schwimmer was the most down to earth. Yes. Like yes. he seemed to really be appreciative of how Friends was, you know, the, the, the technical aspect of how good it was mm -hmm. and the writing and the, the cameras and stuff. And I just, I liked him so much. Yeah, I feel like they all clearly had a different relationship to their journeys in the show. So I really liked that David Schwimmer was sort of talking openly about how many cameramen there were that they used mm. to do it and talking about little details of the set. He clearly really appreciated like the show and the structure and everything and what that meant to him. Um, and what did you think about um, the, uh, like the, the fact that Rachel and Ross actually in real life liked each other? What did you think about that? In, I mean, Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer and David Schwimmer. That was, that was right at the end. No, it wasn't right at the end. What, what, you didn't watch it, did you? No, I did, I did. Okay, did I didn't watch the last half an hour. I didn't watch the last half an hour. Maybe that was in the last half an hour. Okay, this is gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Jennifer, Aniston, Jennifer Aniston and Ross, James Corden, he asked, yeah. were there any real life flirtations? And then there was this an awkward silence. And then Jennifer said, well, yes, yes. I can't do the accent, sorry. Um, David, David can answer that, mm -hmm. and David was, was basically said yes. Me and Rachel, me and me and Jennifer had a real life thing. That, they, no, didn't, that, they didn't get together. They no, never no, had no. sex. So the first time they kissed was the actual kiss, and then they flash back to the the episode where they kiss for the first time when he comes into the to the coffee shop in the rain, yeah. and it's beautiful when they when you see them now talking about that. No, I don't think that reads to me as quite staged. No, 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 I no, no, think, no, 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 no. This is my theory. I think. I think that Jennifer Aniston had a relationship with Matt LeBlanc. I think what? that is, yeah, that there, there are paparazzi photos of them kissing. I think they did actually go out and I think that they're telling us that there was something between Jennifer and David oh, to give us a sense of continuity. Maybe. To me, that doesn't read maybe. as particularly real. Okay, well, yeah. I, I really hope it is. And, I, if, and if it, well, I don't hope it is because then it's too tragic and mm -hmm. I feel like they should have been together. Mm -hmm. um, but all of them seemed relatively fine, grateful for the experience that the show had given them. And it was just Matthew Perry that, to me, read Sad. as, like, so kind of, like, withered by life. I he know. didn't want to be there. And I just felt like Chandler's jokes are just, like, such a cry for help, like, with, as every season goes by. Donnie fell in... I, I, I've never seen Donnie be so responsive to a character on TV as he is to Joey. Really? He loves him. Every time Joey came onto the screen, he was like, that's the one I like, that's the one I like. <laughs> And then we watched, because um, you know they played the like really good episodes, mm -hmm. we watched a couple of the episodes this morning and he, every time Joey was on camera, he would say, I like Joey's shirt. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I think that there's like quite a clear ranking system and it also kind of cor uh, correlates with your age. The Friends character that you like the most um, tells you uh, a lot about the person. So for example, like the elite tier of people that's favorite character is Ross. Obviously, can everybody agree with that? Oh my God. Ross? No. Ross is, excuse me, okay, you're not mature enough for me. If you don't appreciate David Schwimmer's subtle performance, yeah. this was a man of theatre, no less, okay? He, he gets the best, I think he gives the best performance throughout. Uh -huh. Jennifer Aniston is obviously undoubtedly probably the best she's actress. She's the best actress in the world. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's the best person yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she in is. the world. She is, she is. Um, I just love her she so is. much. She is, and she kind of looks a little bit like a man now, but in no. a very sexy way. <laughs> very sexy, strange way. No, um, I, at the beginning when I saw them, I was quite horrified yeah. with the fact that everyone no, just gets old. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You tend to forget that about living. Yeah. Um, 
but by exactly. the end, I was like, no, go have that surgery. Yeah. Do it, Courtney. Exactly. They do deserve it. They've been through so much. Yeah, They've donated get those lips so again. much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, think I think we should move on from the friends reunion because otherwise oh, we're going to talk about so much to no, say though. But basically, my, my last point was if your favorite character is Chandler, you're a 14 year old girl. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, a, I'm obviously a Monica. Yeah. And you're obviously you're a, a, I'm a Rachel. Um, you're a Rachel, yeah. yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we've started this podcast because we were doing a, um, a live show, which we started writing in the aftermath of our brother dying. Mm -hmm. um, as a way of kind of taking control over our feelings, I think. Mm -hmm. That was a really, really quick turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really sorry about that. Actually, I Difficult just to go from friends to death. Just you just all got quite scared. Mm -hmm. um, but we're okay. We are. We're okay. Fine. Um, obviously, so fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we started doing that show, and it actually was the best kind of therapy. And I, I am, unfortunately, somebody who does use writing and uh, performance as, as therapy, which is incredibly lazy and cheapskate, because you should just buy therapy. Mm -hmm. um, but I won't. Mm -hmm. I won't. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so we, we started this, the show, and we were planning a whole year of doing the show, and it did get quite... It was awful at some points, but then oh, yeah, at, yeah, some, yeah. at some points it was actually quite good. Um, I feel like it had, um, I think, a lot of the themes uh, that make the podcast really enjoyable for us were the good parts of the show mm -hmm. and the stuff that we've left behind in the show were the things that like, didn't work. Yeah. I feel like it's actually probably quite strange for us to stage our relationship, which now. is what the premise of the show was. It was like kind of uh, conversations that we've had, but like slightly adapted. And being, fights we've had. Yeah. But like on the podcast, we get to actually have real fights. Yeah. And it's just much more which satisfying. Which we have had, which we'll get onto in a sec. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so the podcast was kind of a, a last resort mm -hmm. for us. And yeah. I think it's actually not a last resort in terms of we need to find a way of talking that means we don't cry every time we see each other. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't really cry in public. I mean, we can't cry now. And we can't really cry when there's a we camera. Could. We, we could. We could. Um, but when there's a camera in front of you or a microphone in front of you, you, are, you do feel a bit more together because you have to be. Um, so within now the 24 episodes we've done, I think it's just amazing to think about hopefully the progress we've made psychologically. Yeah. Because I don't feel as prone to break down anymore and I don't feel as worried about fighting with you. And also what's so great about death is that you do suddenly realize... <laughs> you do suddenly realize how important it is to, to, to appreciate the people that you've got here still. And I think that's why it's so nice that we've managed to do this together because it does mean that we are constantly kind of, you know, grateful to be together. Yeah. And also um, sort of actively observing our relationship. Hmm. And I think that we um, thought in some ways we had like a very dysfunctional relationship because of how much we fought and all the kind of weird differences that we had. But doing the podcast and seeing people respond and say that it's like their sisterly relationships and stuff like that has kind of made us realize maybe we're much more normal than we think we are. Yeah, I think that's Unfortunately, what's been so, so nice is hearing sisters kind of, sisters, not that our direct, you know, target audience is sisters, but it has been really nice to get kind of people talk about how they fight with their sister and how they talk with their sister. Mm -hmm. um, but we did have quite a big... Um, realization once we did the first podcast because we genuinely didn't think anyone would listen and we also didn't like we didn't think anyone would be here today which is why we got dressed up because we thought well, if no one's going to be here at least we should dress up get to a good look Instagram like. 
people make people come. think that it was just packed. Yeah, packed. <laughs> um, so in the same way with the podcast, we didn't really think about it in terms of that people might listen. And so unfortunately, we did start with quite a big bang. Yeah. Um, with the rape bomb. Um, which you shouldn't say actually. I shouldn't not say a good phrase. No, not and I, should a good do, I should do a trigger warning, and I didn't do a trigger yeah. warning. Also, what's good about the podcast is whenever Jesse says things like rape bomb, we can say, okay, we're going to edit that out. Yeah, no, we can't, but trigger warning. We didn't know that we had to give trigger warnings. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and I we failed to do so. I still so, don't know yeah. how I feel about trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I think, well, I think they're good for some things, but. I think, I think there are probably two schools of thought because, um, on the one hand, it's like very sensitive to people who might be easily affected by that um, and topics that maybe will like make ruin their day type yes. of thing. But there's another school of thought, and I'm not saying that we agree with either one of these, that um, argues that like life is awful and filled with terrible things and you can't protect everyone from everything. And if it's your personal experience, maybe you should feel free to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we still really don't know, and it's very clear from how erratic <laughs> or like just casual drop-ins of awful things are in the podcast, but yeah. I guess that's just what we're doing. You'd have to give them every single five minutes. Mm. But um, it, it unfortunately did cause quite a big, um, I, I didn't realize, but it got picked up by um, our favorite tabloid, um, the Daily Mail, and suddenly it was, um, it was just, it was horrible. It was really shocking. And we, had, we, we just had no idea. Yeah. We were just like, we're just going to put out a little podcast. And, uh, and I didn't even talk about it in a, in a um, I, just, I just basically said, I have a different attitude to sex and stuff to you because I was raped mm-hmm. and that's how I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just very straightforward. And obviously it was picked up and then they tried to find the tennis coach and all this stuff. And it was just, so, that should have put us off. Yeah, it really should have. We're unwell. <laughs> it really should have, um, but it didn't. And as a, as a result, I think that it made the first five or six episodes quite cautious because yeah. we were like, oh, no, the, they could pick this up or they could pick this up. But not that, you know, why would they? But they did, so mm. it made us suddenly scared. Yeah. Also, we must have come across as slightly strange because we were talking <laughs> about rape um, and sort of sexual abuse with the same amount of traumatization as we were talking about soy and the impacts of soy. Soy yogurt. <laughs> In so the yeah, same which I stand by. I'm, I'm, so we're not well. Yeah. We're not well again. But the people That's who did comment, people, I've got such nice messages from people like, I agree with you about soy. Soy, soy, guys, soy. Look it up. The people who know about soy are the clever ones. Exactly. Yeah. Don't They're the soy. Ross fans, okay? They're the Ross fans. No. Um, so, yes. yeah, so I think also because of our like slightly strange uh, first episode, uh, we then recorded maybe two or maybe three episodes that we then just couldn't put out because they were so erratic. We had giant <laughs> fights. I tried to wear this, this top that was Jesse's that was a lovely little yellow off the shoulder, uh, nautical, let's say. A nautical themed crop top. Tube. Yeah, and when I saw myself on camera, I was so horrified that I didn't look just amazing or like how you looked in the top. I didn't look good in that top. I knew that you wouldn't look good in that top too. <laughs> So you sabotaged me. No, no, but when you picked it up, you were so positive about yeah. the top. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was just like, I can't, I, I can't hurt I had dreams her. once. I just can't hurt you like that. Yeah. So I kind of played along, yeah. and I, you did look awful. Thank you. And then Thank also you. because of your posture, you know, yeah. which is yeah. terrible, yeah. I couldn't, you know, I just knew it was going to be bad. So I actually, when you said yourself that you didn't look good in the top, I was so relieved. Yeah, 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 the floodgates opened, okay? It's just so bad, isn't it? Because like quite often it, we're so teetering on a brink of like 
okay, if I say this to her, I mean, we both, you said this so perfectly the other day when we were having another fight, um, we both have the capacity to ruin each other's days. Yeah, yeah. And with it's just so phrase. true. Yeah, it is true. Just with, and it did happen. Like, um, so one of the episodes, which I think is uh, episode eight or something, mm -hmm. it, you can see how red BB's face is because she's raw from crying. Because mm. we just had a massive fight again about something, it's always something to do with grief, probably. Like something, it, the underlying Well, thing I would love to say that it's about grief, but I think something I've actually learned in the two years post-grief is that it's so easy to want to link every bad feeling that you have to the grief, almost to like pin it to that, to justify it. But sometimes I am just genuinely upset because I've had such an unflattering photo taken of me. Yeah. I can't blame everything on my poor brother. That's just not right, you know? No. So it's yeah, no, it does cloud absolutely everything. Yeah, so... Um, but you can, you just, BB's so red in the eyes and her makeup is like smudged and she just looks so sweet and yeah. little and yeah. I suddenly felt so bad for being such a bitch. Yeah. Even though you are the one who starts it, always. I, I would I would contest that, but always I think that you think that I start it, but actually what starts it is I turn up in a top you haven't seen. And she looks quite good. And I look good, and you're curious about the top, and then you, you provoke me into having a fight with me. That's what I would say happens. Quite often it's also when you've done, you've obviously had a life without me. <laughs> I'm like, but where did you come from today? What yeah. station? Yeah. And I can work out, oh, she's not come from that station, then she's, she's definitely not been at home. Where's she been? Yeah. What's she been doing? Yeah. Yeah. One I of, really one don't of, like that. Yeah. One of the biggest fights that we had when we were doing our stage show, and I think we must have said that we were going to stop doing the show 50 times. Every show. Yeah. yeah. Um, was uh, we'd done a show on the Saturday night, and I think it had gone fine. And on the Sunday, I went out, and this was all before the lockdown pandemics and everything. Um, Horatio took me to a comedy club. Um, in the Isle of Dogs. So, you know, if you're going to be finding my friends tracking me, this is quite far away. So at this point, we still, I mean, retro our relationship. We, we did still have Find My Friends. That's had to stop. That's had to stop. She doesn't night. have me on Find My Friends anymore. She's, the privilege has been taken away. It's been taken <laughs> away. Um, and it was sort of 9 p.m. or something. And, you know, Jessie's just having, she's having a blast. She's having a good Sunday evening. She's watching the one show, probably no, a repeat. The one show isn't on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. I, yeah, okay. I didn't actually know that. We'll get onto the one show later. Okay. But anyway, she just, you know, for fun, just loves to check, just loved to check up on where I was at and saw that I was very far away. And I, I thought she'd been abducted. <laughs> I told you, I told you I was out and you said it's a Sunday. <laughs> this is the day of God. You, I mean, she didn't say that, but that was, that was the implication. And she just was so upset with me for not taking work seriously for being out late on a Sunday night because, you know, Monday, Monday morning, you've got to get to work, me and my fucking unemployed. Yeah, didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And we didn't have our next show until the next Saturday. So to me, I really thought, oh, even if Jesse gets annoyed about this, like there are, there are six days in between today and the next show that we're doing. Like she's not going to get upset. But you did get upset. No, but that, I, that's a very basic read of mm. the thing. Okay. Um, yeah. I, as usual. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's just because our lives are so different because I have children and I, I can't go to the Isle of Dogs on a Sunday night mm. as much as I'd love to. Yeah. Um, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. And I think sometimes I just, I resent your freedom 
uh, quite a lot because I, even when I was your age, I still didn't do things kind of right, uh, right for a 20 something. And so quite often my anxiety comes from me feeling like I'm a loser. Yeah. And so I feel like if you're doing things and you're being cool in Isle of Dogs, um, <laughs> I just feel like even more of a loser. I'm like, I should have gone to Isle of Dogs when I was 23. Why didn't I do that? It, yeah. Why didn't I live more? <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. what it is. It's just me kind of like, well, you should be at home too. Yeah. You should be at home doing nothing like me. Yeah. Um, and it's always when Alfie's out, which is just so tragic. It's yeah. like, if I've, got, if I've managed to get the children to bed before like 9 p.m. and I do have that time where I'm just on my own, so he's at a gig or something, I do find myself sitting on the sofa and just suddenly like, okay, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? <laughs> what should I be doing right now? I should be doing, I should be writing a novel. I should be, I should be doing, and I obviously am too exhausted to do any of that. So I just end up sitting there just feeling, you know, like not very good. And that, yeah. that would have been exactly the kind of criteria for me texting you yeah. what I did yeah. that night. Which and I was, nice. I, was, I was fairly horrible back to you. You are, she's horrible. Yeah, she's no. horrible. I, I give as good as I get. I do, she's I do. Honest, she's, a, she's a horrible texter anyway, mm -hmm. but when it comes to a fight, it's, it's, just, it's just obscene. Yeah. Obscene, people. I like to throw bitch around a lot, it's true. You, you fucking bitch, yeah, you yeah, yeah. stupid <laughs> yeah, 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 bitch. Yeah, yeah. That comes within a minute. Yeah. Within yeah. a minute, you're I just always feel like it's good to bitch. get it out of the way early, early doors, just so then, you, then you're free to really say anything. <laughs> Um, it happened literally three days ago because yeah. we've been quite, we've been on a good run of oh, having yeah. no fights. The yeah. podcast has definitely made our relationship better. We've been fighting definitely. so much less. Yeah. Um, but we had it three days ago. Again, trigger warning. Um, well, it's actually not, oh, we already, I, you don't need to trigger <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're doing so good. You're doing so good. Don't worry. Hold on. Death. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, what was I going to say? I was say yeah, we had a fight yeah. because BB was having a bad day and I didn't know about this because I wasn't with her um, and I was having a good day and I was watching my kids do a, an after school club thing like a football thing watching them happy, fine and then I look on my phone and a photo of our brother pops up a really like intimate looking photo I feel um, it just literally made my heart stop because I don't look at photos of him yet. I'm not ready to do that. So seeing this photo, I was just immediately distraught in the middle of the park while Margot's like, mommy, look at me. And I'm just like, <laughs> looking at the photo and um, read her caption, which is really sweet and lovely. There's nothing wrong with the caption. And I was just checking. So she obviously was having a bad day. And I couldn't, I couldn't forgive you for that like pulling me out of my good day. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna make her feel shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which wasn't actually my school, I, I actually was, I needed to promote my show, Sunrise, which just come out. I had been told I should promote it that day. So I, I was, and I, the only reason I was on Instagram was to do that post. Mm -hmm. So I then was like, saw the photo of Ben crying had had my draft ready to promote Sunrise, and then I was like, well, she's mentioned Ben, so I'm gonna mention Ben too, um, which I rarely, rarely do. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make clear that I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm like, I've got my, you know, I, not that I wanted to rub it in your face that you were feeling shit, but I also wanted to make clear to everybody, because I think quite often with 
something awful happening, I really fear that people are going to judge us forever for this. Mm -hmm. They're always going to think that we're tragic figures, and that's not accurate or true. So I quite often, when people mention Ben, I'm quite keen to say, yes, yes, we're, we're okay, we're okay, we're okay, because I desperately don't want to, you know. Yeah. So I, I referenced him in the, in the Instagram that I did, and that started an evening of just... Yeah. Abuse, abusive text messages yeah, yeah. from both of us. He would have been proud because he, he was a he was a nasty fighter too. So you got your texting style oh, from Ben. I really did. I really you did. You really did. Um, but horrible texting style. Yeah. I, I think, one kiss. Yeah. Who the fuck leaves one kiss? Yeah. That's true. Or it's worse. a power play. It is two a power kisses. play. Who leaves two little kisses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like, fuck <laughs> you. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> okay. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm sorry yeah. about that, baby. No, no, but I think uh, it was an interesting uh, sort of like quite mature fight for us to have because instead of it being about something like unflattering photos or tops or like, you know, me being too flirty with the Uber driver, which is a fight that we've had a lot. <laughs> when I'm like, what if, so what if I make that day better? Like, what if, it's a bit of fun. It's misleading, it leaves yeah. them on. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Different schools of thought, okay? Um, anyway, but with this, I thought it was quite a mature fight to have because, um, I don't know, like, in the way that the podcast gives us the freedom to talk about things um, and we're not, you know, we have to present it relatively well um, because people are going to see it and whatever, and it actually helps us talk through difficult, complex issues in a way that's sort of slightly more palatable for us because it's, it's going out as entertainment. Um, this fight was quite mature because I was able to express to you why I had uh, done that. And I can accept within myself, you know, it's maybe, you know, I didn't have Ben's permission to, to put that photo up there or anything like that. And my relationship with grief and everything like that is not going to be helped by posting a photo on social media or getting likes for it. Um, Sit up straight. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but I think what I realized was I felt so bad about lots of different things and that, that I thought, well, if, if putting a photo out there and sharing something of him does make me feel a little bit better, like, why, why wouldn't I? Like, it's not gonna change what's happened, but the only thing I have control over is how I deal with my life and these feelings that come every now and then. So it was definitely an erratic decision, and I'm so bad at social media, I'm very erratic, so for me to have done that, I, I get why it would have thrown you. It's completely thrown me because my attitude to social media is so controlled. Yeah, yeah. Very rarely do I not plan something mm -hmm. or think about it because I've been burnt so many times by being erratic. Yeah. And that I've had to pay the price for that. So yeah. it really did make me suddenly feel quite like, okay, people can attack us now. Yeah. It just, I know. It took me, it just took our guard down for I a second. I guess maybe my mindset was just sort of like, fuck it. Like, I, I yeah. know it was maybe more personal than what we normally do, but um, in a way, it felt kind of uh, like empowering almost because. I guess maybe, maybe I'm just so bitter and twisted. I was seeing people having a nice time and I was like, no, I want to remind them that I'm fucking suffering here, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that is, and, and that's, that's completely fair enough. It's a really childish impulse and I try to not follow it, but like doing it for once, it, it made me feel a little bit better. And totally, and I think it's really good that we are starting to, I'm starting to really realize the, how it's up to you. You know, we can, we can, do whatever we, anyone can do whatever they want on social media. It's become this hugely powerful re res resource. Yeah. Res <laughs> yeah, that's a word I see written down more often than read out, so it's difficult to resource. know. Resource. 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 Um, in the same way with 
promoting the book, suddenly I've been doing a couple of interviews and stuff for like big, you know, papers and stuff and terrifying because they put a microphone on and then suddenly you start talking and then I suddenly start talking about Ben or start talking about, um, you know, anything in my career that's like been like bad or whatever and I start just being myself and you suddenly realize, oh, they're going to write something that could be just, you know, Harry Potter actress writes chick lit, distraught by her brother's death, um, you know, and she she's allergic. Shit. She was wearing a shit outfit as well. Like, it could be, it could be, you don't know. You don't she's know. allergic to kiwi fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did she one has the, three bastard children. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Let's think of more. <laughs> uh, and so I was doing one the other day. And she it, can't do her own eyeliner. I have to do it for her. Sorry, that, they wouldn't say that. that that's too she personal. She can't do her own eyeliner. Yeah. Um, broad back. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. so, yeah, you shh now. Yeah. Shh. Um, we were doing, when we did our live shows, it would be awful because I would, we would have a notebook in the middle of the stage and I would, throughout the show, write things down. I would write orders down to BB, yeah. like, um, straighten up. Yeah. Well, just speaking, just speaking too fast. Yeah. While the show was going on. Yeah, yeah. So Stop being so smug was one I remember. <laughs> smug. <laughs> That's a difficult note. How do you put that into action halfway through? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm less smug now, more humble. Yeah. <laughs> time, time makes you less smug. It does. I think it does. It um, does. And rejection. It does. It does. Getting rejected time yeah. and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does. It really does, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so I did an interview the other day, and they, I, I suddenly, halfway through, I was like, I've already fucked myself up. Yeah. This is going to be bad for me. It's not out yet. But suddenly, I, I felt so good, because I realized whatever they put on the paper thing, I can, I can take a photo of that, and then I can annotate it and put it on my Instagram. Yeah. So now, it's amazing how it's become something that five, ten years ago would have been so awful to have an, an interview or something out there that would could destroy you or be false things but now instagram has made it that you can or well obviously social media i sound like instagram is the only thing out there but it's you can you can re respond to anything and it's incredibly empowering to be able to be like actually yeah they they are wrong like this is what happened or yeah well i also feel like people um are more kind of educated now uh with regards to how uh, like mainstream media and tabloids and stuff aren't particularly reliable sources of information. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I just been listening to another podcast about Harry and Meghan. Mm. Just fucking love. I just love them. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know who. I don't know if I should love them, but I do love them. And I've also had people tell me that actually, like, th like that Prince William and Kate are like lovely. But then I've also told people have told me that Prince William is evil. So I don't know who to believe. <laughs> I like the idea that he's evil. That's Apparently more fun. Apparently he's evil. Apparently mm. he's evil. Mm. This, could, this is blasphemous. No, 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 we can't say that. We really can't say that. We'll get sued by the crown. Oh, we no. Can't. We've already said it. Yeah, we've already said it. Just nobody's telling anyone. He's not evil. Prince William is not evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not evil. <laughs> what I was going to say a long time ago, and I can't podcast. remember what led me to this point, but I was going to say that I think that... <laughs> What? He's not. He's not evil. He's not evil. We didn't say that he's evil. He's not evil. I don't think he's evil, personally. Yeah, I don't think he's evil. No. Who I said that? Not us. Just, um, just no one said it. Yeah. I just said it. No. 
No. But no. apparently, yeah, lots of people could be evil. Yeah. Know? BB's evil. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, what I was going to say a while ago was I think that we use each other. So, for example, when you got so upset with me for being the Isle of Dogs, yeah. or when I got so upset with you for, I don't know, uh, like making a mean comment or, or something like that, probably wasn't even that mean. Or, like, you, you only recently admitted to me that you sometimes got... Because when I found out that you... I told Bibi that I get upset when she doesn't like my Instagrams. Yeah. And she was really shocked by that. And I was like, well, of course I get upset because I, I want you to like them. Just like, just like them. What's wrong with liking them? And you were really touched that I was actually upset about that. Yeah. But anyway, quite often, now you said you got upset with me um, when I looked like I'm having a good time on Instagram too. Like, like I look like I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel when like I'm not. Yeah, I know, I know. Don't worry, I'm very aware of the fact that you're not fine. I'm not fine. Um, I think we use each other as a pressure point because we've shared so many experiences together. And so it becomes easy to like use you as the, the source of distress, but also the source of happiness. Um, and I was just thinking about a section in our show that I did really like. Like there were some parts of it that probably, you know, were best left where they were, but the section, it's just absolutely ridiculous, but it kind of shows the bonds that we have as sisters. You know the section oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where Jesse and Alfie uh, had broken up uh, for a little while, and why, you, you go for it, Jesse. You take the mic. No, this is pre. This was. This is the breakup stage where I didn't realise that we weren't getting back together mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I didn't realise the breakup would then go on for like two years. Yeah. What a year and a half, and. Um, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It is really embarrassing. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. This is the most crazy thing I've ever done, um, but I f didn't feel crazy at the time. No. Felt completely the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. I basically got us tickets to a woman woman show, and the woman who was doing the one woman show was the girl Alfie was currently fucking. <laughs> um, and we sat in the front row. No, we didn't sit in the front row. <laughs> We didn't sit in the front row. Okay, we sat, we sat in the, like near we sat the, in the middle <laughs> section, a well-lit section. Very, well I didn't realize lit. it was well-lit. I wouldn't have done that to her if I knew it was. And I didn't realize that Alfie, which hurt me so much, he, I, I told him we're going to see da -da 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 do her show. Um, and he then texted her to say we were going, which shows how connected Mental. they were. Mental, mental that he would He do shouldn't that. have told her. No, of course not. I wanted to judge her acting. Yeah. See how truthful she was. Yeah, yeah. And she was quite good, yeah. which is really annoying. Yeah. And anyway, we just have this section in the show where we talk about uh, why Jesse's dragged me there, but also we I'm, I'm excited time. to be there too. Yeah, but you were excited to be there. And also, we were genuinely there. It, it looks like we're there because we're... Being bitter and horrible. Being bitter and, and kind of I'm being, a, you know a rejectee, mm -hmm. um, but actually we were there almost as, by the end of her show, we're quite impressed with her putting herself out there and yeah. just doing something and being brave and being creative and being, you know, confident, yeah. and which is something that we really pretend at being. Mm -hmm. So it, by the end of her show, actually, yeah, I decided actually she's quite a good actress and actually mm -hmm. she's done really well. Yeah. So good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And she had like secret boobs. Oh yeah. You know? Cause like she didn't look like she had big boobs and then she took off her thing at one point. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Which I maintain. Good for you. No, it was just a good bra. 
It was just a good bra. I think it, I think it was, I think it was the boobs over the bra, but that's just my opinion. No, that's just so unfair of you to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> and also it just kills me. Did Alfie me. like her boobs? It kills me because the reason I don't have good boobs is because of Alfie. Yeah, exactly. Because you have kids. Because of breastfeeding. Exactly. His children. Exactly. So fuck her. Yeah. Having good boobs. Yeah. Um, I wonder I, what well, she, she thought she'll be older of now. us. She'll be older now. Yeah, exactly. So Haggard. Such good boobs. Haggard and old. Yeah. I'm joking, we love women, we're not, we're not yeah. bad. Um, uh, <laughs> but I wonder what she thinks of us to but have she, done that. Well, yeah, he went to see her that night as well, which absolutely kills me. Yeah, it's very fucked up. Um, but the fact that we shared that experience together, and I think if I tried to explain that situation to somebody else... I don't know else, if he actually went to see her that night, just in case he's watching this and he's going to get angry at me. Yeah. Uh, we'll fact check that. In my head, you went there that night. Yeah. And you had a lovely time with her lovely boobs. Yeah. Um, anyway. I'm going to find out if they were lovely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, think that, I, think that, I think they were almost definitely lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were. But that's she had an ugly face and an unpleasant manner. <laughs> she didn't. And a frumpy no. name. That's just so hard to accept that other women have, like, yeah. They, they will have a nicer body than you, Gorgeous. or they will have a nicer boobs than you, or a nicer face, yeah. or a nicer personality yeah. than you. <laughs> Honestly, the idea that there are 17-year-old girls out there who are just like nice and funny and talented and beautiful, I hate them all. I know. I can't, and it's so funny, because it's such a primal feeling. You go from loving how, like, loving being a baby and being young and whatever and liking the attention, to suddenly it one day switching and you hating any woman one day younger than you mm -hmm. and beyond. It's just... Oh, my God, age so makes such... I'm joking, I don't actually hate them, but, you know, like... No, of course, of course. Age makes such a difference when you're younger, though. Mm -hmm. So, like, n now that we have this 10-year age gap, now it doesn't feel like a big deal at all, but obviously it was when I was 19 and you were 9. But in the same way, when I was um, 22... <laughs> Imagine I was doing a podcast with a 9-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> BB, you should stop watching Teletubbies, you're 9. <laughs> Um, we did actually look like a strange pair when we would sit in Coffee Republic together, um, just hanging out, reading Heat magazine. Yeah. Jessie used to dress me up in baby clothes and walk me around and pretend I was her daughter. Yeah. I also now realise we would also go to Starbucks quite frequently, and you know yeah. Starbucks used to do these um, huge cookies. Oh my God, those were the huge. best ones. 500 calories each. And I would be giving that to a, like a four-year-old. No, 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 no. You don't actually remember. What you would do is you were crazy, so you wouldn't uh, have any nice food yourself. You would buy me I'd have all a skinny of... blueberry muffin. Yeah, you'd have a skinny blueberry muffin. Sorry, excuse me, yeah. I used you'd to be a... so greasy to take the blueberries off and put them in a frappuccino. Okay, okay. And that'd be my Disrupting entire... what I'm trying to say, <laughs> okay? Um, you would uh, get something small for yourself, and then me, small child, you would order all of the cakes and stuff for me that I wanted, and get me, force me to have like a like a chocolate milkshake or whatever. And if they didn't put this special thing on top that they would sometimes do, like if it was a good barista, they would put like little Maltesers on top. If if they didn't do that for me, you would force me to go and tell them off and tell them to put it back on. And you'd get so upset because they had the rounded domes if they didn't fill it up to the top. Because it doesn't make sense. If you've got a rounded dome, why not fill it up to the top, exactly. you know? Um, but yeah, that was, that was, we had a strange relationship back then. It sounds like strange. I just, that was your feeder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was I good, was, we had good chats. No, I was living vicariously. 
Um, I was about to say something about, what, what was I about to say? You were saying something about like age difference and oh, yeah. um, when you're young, you uh, appreciate being younger. Yeah, so thank God that you're not nine and I'm not 19 mm -hmm. and we're doing this. But um, I had, when I was your age, yeah. no, younger, like 21 or something, I was doing a play, um, that harrowing play, you yeah. know, the, which we talked about in the last podcast where we um, shamed him. Um, Without, Chill out, man. without saying out, his man. name, so yeah. actually it was quite cowardish yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I still want to be cast. So um, <laughs> we I think would be you perfect can guess. You can perfect. What? We would be perfect for the national. The national. Yeah. No, I no, would I was not. Joking. I, was joking. I just I was would joking. not. <laughs> you would be. I just. I would be so bad now if I did a play. Anyway, um, the girl who was in the play with me was was born like six months older than me, and she wouldn't tell me her age. At this, we were only 21, and she was already worried about her age as an actress. And I remember one day she left her bag in the dressing room, and she, for some reason, was one of these people that carried around her passport as ID. So strange. I don't trust those people. It's very suspicious. I know. Where are you going? Exactly. Where are you running away from? <laughs> it does make me feel it's like that's really weird. It's but like it's also the risk. You could lose it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? The risk. Crazy. I hate people that carry around their passport. I know. <laughs> you said hate quite a lot in this podcast. Yeah, so you've got to be careful. That's, that's your hate, hate limit. Um, but anyway, so yeah. one day I, when she was got, she had gone to the toilet for like one minute, I just quickly went up and I looked at her, looked at her passport. <laughs> oh my God, and when I found out she was only six months older, I was like, I just felt so sorry for her. I was like, why are you lying about your age? You're 21. Yeah, that is And I crazy. took a photo of it too. So I was like, she ever lied about her fucking age? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to report her. Yeah. You feel, I feel like you had, a really, you had a terrible experience doing that job. A terrible, terrible. Do you remember the, the man's one? <laughs> Oh, it's like, no, it's yeah. no, 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 say it. It's really funny. You're beautiful. It's they were mine. They were mine. It's not about me being beautiful, BB. No, I'm just it's... saying it's a disgusting story, but you're beautiful and you're wonderful and graceful, so they won't mind. Right? Okay, fine. No, this is, this is terrible, but at the time I didn't have very many periods. I still don't have very many periods, but polycystic ovaries. Um, and um, I, I basically didn't get an STD, but it was very similar in terms of it was. Um, I couldn't walk. <laughs> I don't think that's a normal symptom that most people have. No, it ended up, I ended up finding out it was a tropic, tropical virus um, of the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Only four people had ever had it in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was what? <laughs> what? That is insane. It wasn't, but the, they thought it was just awful herpes, uh -huh. like the worst herpes they'd ever seen. <laughs> they really were confused. It was like a medical mystery. <laughs> After having sex once with a boy that I had been in love with for years, and he turned out to have, like, just any, it just was such a tragic story, but... He then ended up going back to his girlfriend. I've said I'm gonna get back together with her. I didn't know I now had a tropical virus. Um, which could have or could not have been from him. And so I kind of was like, okay, I'll let you go. Then basically spent the week not being able to walk because my vagina had to regrow. <laughs> um, it was so awful, but I do feel like I got a new vagina. But anyway, so actually it was all good. Yeah. But um, I was doing this play in the West End and I, 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 was, I couldn't walk. So every night I would have to just 
stand backstage and then really brace myself up to, to run onto the stage and do the whole show. And it was amazing because by the end of the show, I then was bedridden again, but I was able to do it for the whole show. Anyway, why was I saying my story about my chocolate <laughs> Oh, yeah, so basically during this week, I had to wear a giant nappy, basically, um, <laughs> as you do. And I was quite not equipped with this at the time of, you know, how you have to change your sanitary towel or whatever. So I... You have to put it in the bin. Like, in the bin. You have to put it in the bin. That is actually quite difficult to remember exactly. sometimes. Exactly. Just, so and I, I'm experienced. So I was changing my, my knickers and the pad thing, the nappy, and I just, there was no bin in the toilet because it was a West End old theatre. They didn't have a sanitary bin. So I just thought, okay, I'll just put the pants up here on the door. <laughs> on the, behind the door hook. So I just, and they were like, they weren't flattering pants. They were like granny, like huge, <laughs> huge pants. With a giant sanitary towel in there, like giant. <laughs> so I hung them on the door and forgot about them. <laughs> and then I went into the dressing room, carried on taking photos of this girl's passport. And, and then t like half an hour later, we shared our dressing room with the actors, the men, who were very good looking men. <laughs> very established, nice men. And one of them knocked on the door, poked his head around and looked white. <laughs> I was like, um, girls, uh, girls. <laughs> there's a, there's something in the dress, there's something in the toilets. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> don't know what to do about it. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Is it, oh, I saw that too. Who did that? <laughs> and he, he, I, he knew it was me, and I never could have, I could never look at him again. Mm. And we had like four months left of this run, <laughs> and I just, I, yeah, awful yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Awful. I did get better, and it's fine. And my vagina's amazing now, so it's fine. Yeah. But that's really funny. It, that but it really, has, really it has made me have a very different attitude mm. to, um, just again to sex. And yeah. to <laughs> I'm really fucked up. Yeah. Really, really fucked up. But anyway, thanks for making me telling that story. I'm so that sorry. That story, I, it's called my um, tropical virus story. Yeah. And within, on, on Alfie and I's first date, is Alfie and me? I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, we were on our first date, the date in which I ended up getting pregnant, um, within about 45 minutes. And within the first five minutes of talking to him, I was so nervous on this date, I ended up sitting down, had my drink, and I was like, I had a tropical virus. <laughs> Within like five minutes of sitting down with him, I was telling him this whole, that I told him that whole story. I mean, only four people in the UK had it. It is kind of amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. He must have been a dirty boy. No, I don't think it was from him. I don't think it was from him. Although when we went to see the doctor, obviously my mum came with me even though I was 21. And she was in the room with me and she was like, the, the man she slept with was a very, he had very dirty fingernails. <laughs> he was a... He was a musician. <laughs> and I was like, that's not going to make a difference if he's a musician or not. I think it really does, actually. It really yeah, does. Musicians just don't trust them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't trust them. Mm -hmm. All comedians, yeah. don't trust them. They'll get you yeah. pregnant very quickly. Yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, I'm sorry that we diverted, di deviated. We've Diverged. deviated. No, that's not the right word. What have you written now? Okay. It doesn't matter if no one reads my book. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. That wasn't, that wasn't me saying that to you in like a bitchy way, I promise. That wasn't me getting you back for the smug it comment. Matter. It doesn't um, matter. We had this epiphany the oh, other yeah. day yeah. when we were worrying about, um, you know, our careers and everything. And um, I suddenly was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. If no one buys it, I mean. Obviously, it'd be nice to get some money eventually in life, mm. but it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And that, like, that is quite freeing. And in the same way with the podcast as well, we've had like people wanting to sponsor it and stuff, and it's just kind of, it's not that we're, I mean, obviously, we're grateful for that opportunity, but we don't want to do that just because I find that it, um, it becomes something else when there's pressure to do something, and we don't want to do that really yeah. maybe one of us doesn't one of us doesn't no, but no, I mean, no. you're just looking you, she looks really worried no no no, no 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 I was just enjoying what you were saying you no you were really you look really worried no no no, no. all I was be all, honest BB no 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 I was just I was just thinking of how I could like tail end with what you were saying oh right just be in the moment yeah sorry 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 um I think be that, here now yeah I am I am here now I am here now um my be here now necklace broke which means I'm not being very present at the moment um I, I got that for myself for Christmas. Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say um, that the, <laughs> the catharsis of this of the podcast, I think, is it, like you said, it's kind of like a form of therapy, and um, I feel like we've obviously exposed ourselves to such an extent in some ways um, that were you passing that to me? No. <laughs> I was just going to say she's never ever shared a bottle of water with me. This would be a strange time to start. Um, uh, the catharsis of doing it is kind of we do it we do it for our own enjoyment for the betterment of our relationship it doesn't really matter if uh, it does well or if it's shit or or people like it or anything like that it's obviously wonderful bonus that people do but i think that's probably what makes it less appealing for us to like make it a sponsor weird yeah, it would type feel like thing. we're exploiting yeah. it especially given how much shit we talk and how many how horrible we are about people if we like put uh, money on top of that that would that we would be evil we actually would be evil well, it would be almost like asking for payment for bad, experience with, bad, bad experiences, experiences we've, we've had. had. Yes, yes. Um, Which actually sounds like a really good idea. Why didn't we think of that? I know. Yeah. But no, I just, I would feel really weird about it. And also, I do find, I don't know, you obviously all listen to podcasts. I find it, re I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I skip, I skip all of that. I don't ever listen to people doing Oh my God, yeah, I always do like 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 yeah. seconds like that. Yeah. Yeah, the little circle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So intuitive, such yeah. a good feature. Um, I okay. just can't bear it. I we've, just only really got, can't bear we've only got 10 minutes left. Yeah, I know. So, well, should we. We've only got 10 minutes left. <clears throat> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, were consider, we were considering doing a, 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 a question and answer. But um, that's terrifying it's for terrifying. us, because so, if no one has a question, then, and also we can't see you, and I don't want to see you no Because imagine if we said, does anybody have any questions, and nobody has any questions. Okay, yeah. how about we do this? I'm going to talk for two minutes. And if anybody thinks of any questions, cough, and then I'll be like, question and answer session? <laughs> and if nobody coughs, then I can be like, we decided not to do one for personal reasons, yeah. because we don't need anybody else's input on this. Um, I think we should, what we wanted to finish... It's so arrogant, though, to assume that people have questions. Exactly. It is, it is actually quite so arrogant. Do you have any questions to ask us? Yeah. Like, as if we have any knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. I think we've demonstrated that 
very much so mm. that we don't have any useful knowledge. I think uh, on the first couple of episodes, um, <laughs> a couple of people commented saying maybe we could talk about uh, topical events, so they like suggested some topics, and we just went so far in the other direction, nobody even bothers to ask now. We weeded those people out because they know that they're not going to get what they fucking need, you know? Um, I really did. I, 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 I could have spent an hour talking about Jennifer Union. Oh my God, me too. I also could have spent two hours talking about Jennifer, Jennifer Affleck, Jennifer, <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Affleck, as she should be known. Yeah, yeah. I won't even get into that. That's no, 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 no. I, I think it will upset you. I'm just too excited. Yeah. Um, but what we should end it on mm -hmm. is um, about the kind of uh, unconventional relationships <laughs> that or, we think. Or that one. Which one? Giving, which giving one? up. Giving up. No, giving no, no. Up. No, no. Oh, we mentioned already the idea that we were going to give up the podcast loads of times. But just in general, in, in, in you know, most creative things, it's quite easy just to once a week say, I'm right, I'm giving up everything. Yeah. And my attitude when I have a fight or a deadline is to say, that's it, I'm done, I'm never doing anything again. I'm mm -hmm. going to move to like a, a tiny suburb in England and I just, I'll survive on no electricity. I don't need any, I don't need any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. That is your default response, actually. Anytime that we have any minor disagreement about something, you always say, well, we can just cancel everything and quit doing everything and, and, and stuff like that. And at first, my response to that was to retaliate and be like, okay, fuck it, bitch. I don't give a shit. I don't need you. Um, and then that would make things much worse. But I think what's nice, I feel myself growing up by being able to see, when you say that you want to give up everything, what you're actually saying is that you want me to... To confirm to you that I enjoy doing it because maybe I could be mean or aloof, you know. And I just say, No, of course, we're not going to give up, you know. That's the most important thing, yeah. So, we're not going to give up the podcast, we're not going to give up the podcast. No, Hopefully if we've got to episode 50, then we will have, like, you know, totally, we'll, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be better, yeah. It's a bit embarrassing, though, isn't it? Because it's like loads of podcasts have like 300 episodes and we've got like 24, yeah. Like, but some most people give up, most, most people, people give up. up, and we're not fucking giving up. My so. mom, my mom, very sweetly with our um careers, she quite often says, you know, it's just the people that hang on. That eventually yeah. get something. Yeah, 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 Just yeah. hang on. Yeah, yeah. She said there are a million people waiting to take your place. Waiting. <laughs> waiting. You give up, they'll just come right in there. Yeah. Yeah. She still has like a tennis mom mindset, yeah. so it's all very uh, athleisure applied. Yeah. It's true, though. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, th the, uh, the sad thing is about acting success stories when it comes to that theory that, oh, you just hang on in there and eventually, usually the success story comes by the time you're 30. Yeah. So once you pass 30 and you haven't got that moment where, oh, that person, she didn't give up until she was 30 and then eventually she got this job and now that I'm past 30, much past 30, it's like, oh, I, sh I should have actually, I should have actually given up. No. Um, but that's fine. I'm doing okay. No, it probably just shows that like you have such a different um, perspective on what success actually is. When you're in your 20s, it's probably very easy to think the only definition of success is like, I don't know, maybe it could be fame for some people or having lots of money. But maybe the fact that 30 is the number that people use in those examples is because by the time you get past 30, you realize success in life isn't measured by those things. It's measured by the love in your life and the family that you have and all of the Think things that you care about. Think how wise you're going to be when you're 30. Can you imagine? You're going to be so wise. It's going to be 
dangerous. That's why. But I'm so emotionally volatile, but it could, it could no, be awful. Yeah. You have it to could calm be, that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was a wise nine-year-old. Yeah, exactly. It's all the nutrition that she gave me. It fed my brain. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so no, one, no one coughed. No, no one coughed, so there are no questions, that's fine. Um, but also, you should say um, about the fact that we, like, Alfie is, you know... What, Alfie's oh, yes, I sent Alfie away to Lisbon. <laughs> I just He's thought that was really funny. a great time in Lisbon, on his own, yeah. reading and befriending Romanian comedians. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we, we've moved recently, which is uh, a very stressful thing. And I've realized that I just, it's easier without him. <laughs> it's just a bit better as well. Um, obviously, I love him and I want to be with him, but it's just, it's just quite nice to get to the stage in a relationship where I'm like, I, you're, I'm actually, you're only here out of politeness now. Mm. I can do it better without you. Yeah. So just leave the country. It was just the most empowering thing I've ever seen Jessie do because obviously so many funny moments of her life are defined by being neurotic or like, you know, wanting a man's validation or something like that. Not that that's your whole existence, but like maybe funny, <laughs> not, but like funny moments of your life have been that. So then to see you, you're at this interesting kind of precipice point in your life and you're moving and stuff, and you just sent him away. I just thought it was the fucking coolest thing. It's great. Yeah. So I paid for it too. I paid. <laughs> it's like, here's, here's 1,500 pounds. Don't come back. <laughs> Because they're not particularly helpful, like I would say, men or boyfriends in moving situations. No. Like they'll like they'll like hold like a wrench or a hammer at one point and be like, huh. and then they just sort of pace around the room for a little bit. Like you just you might as well just get down to it yourself. That's the only way you're gonna get. The only done. thing I made him do before we moved was pack up his computers and tell me which books he wanted me to throw away. He wanted to throw away four books, and he has like so many books. And so when I saw this pile of four, which were only duplicates, they weren't even like, you know, they were just duplicates of a huge philosophy books. I'm throwing away a lot of those books. <laughs> He's gonna get back and there's gonna be no books. But he probably won't notice. He won't notice. Yeah. Sorry, don't, what, he, he will if he watches okay, this. Okay, that's Obviously, true, I yeah, tell yeah, him yeah. we'll cut that out. We minutes, will yeah. cut that out. Cut, yeah. yeah, no, we can't cut that, but it's fine, yeah. you know. I heard him throw away any, it's, I was just joking. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that that's an hour. I yeah. think we've dipped in the last five minutes. Yeah. It's just quite a lot of work to yeah. like sit it's here. It's very scary. It's just, yeah, I can't also move my back. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, the first and time. I've wanted the water the whole time, but I've been afraid of like spilling the water all over my face. Because when we used to do the live shows together, for some reason, I, we first performed it at this um, tiny little cave room in Edinburgh, and it was like the perfect environment for like bacteria to grow because it was dark and damp and moist. And for some reason, I, I'd never performed comedy live before like that, or at least I hadn't since I was like 14 doing something of Jesse's. Um, I broke into the most vicious sweat, and I would for every single performance that we ever did. So I think I was just so worried that something like that was going to happen today that I've just tried to I not move sweated. my body too much. And I haven't yeah. actually sweated. So that would be really another great. thing I would write down and be like, wipe your lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well done for not sweating. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how are we going to leave now? Everybody? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> oh my God, I have no idea. Uh, it's really scaring me, yeah. actually. Yeah, it uh, reminds me, once I did this play in Edinburgh. No one gives a shit oh. about your play, <laughs> It did relate, I promise it relates. Go on then. Okay. I did this play once in Edinburgh because I'm an actress and um, 
this is when I was 16, so I was really in the peak of when I used to work a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, it was this play that was in the round, and it was a, like a plane crash, and um, we were all the four survivors of the plane crash, and so they filled this round theatre with sand, and there was... It was actually a really good play. Yeah, nobody came to no see it. Came. No one But this Holes one performance... by Tom Basden. It was really brilliant. Yeah. It was really, really well written, and... Um, because it was in like an old town hall, there were audience all around. So there was literally no escape if something went wrong. And on the big <laughs> performance that we had, I think Victoria Wood was in the audience because yes. one of the actors had worked with her. Oh. And it was, we were all so excited because finally there were people in the audience. Um, uh, the other actress in it, uh, one Wicks. comedian, Katie Wicks, she walked over the center of the stage to say one, one of her maybe first five lines and the trap door um, broke and she fell through. It must have been like, Honestly, like a ten-foot drop, <laughs> and it was so she. Bad. She broke her tailbone, and there was no escape. There was literally no curtains to come and draw. We all just looked at each other, and the whole audience thought it was part of the show because <laughs> it was so well executed. It was a swift drop, you know. Um, but if it, if she walked on it at a slightly different angle, she could have easily like broken died, something yeah, or died, died or something like that. Um, but because there was like a two-minute pause of the audience all thinking that it was part of the show and none of us knew what to do, we all sort of looked at each other and then we sort of started to say, no, 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 this wasn't meant to be part of it. Um, <laughs> I was there. Yeah, and then, and then the, some of the stage managers ran on and for some reason we decided it would be a good idea to continue, so we did the rest of the show. And Katie was in such shock, she didn't know that she'd broken her tailbone. Oh so it was an awful experience. But with that, that was the same feeling of there's no curtain to, to hide behind with this. So at least yeah. we haven't broken our tailbones, we'll probably be fine. We can just leave. We yes. can just leave. That was a really good end thank to, you. yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for watching now live mm. and coming out of your, live, your homes. Yes. <laughs> it's been so nice. Hopefully you have a home. Yeah. Um, and you can go back there. Yeah. Or you can go out. Yeah. But, why would you want to do that? But if you do want, to, that would be nice. Yeah. And um, our mum, our mum who made these backdrops. Yeah. Uh, she's maybe. not here. She's not here. No. Because <laughs> she's got Jessie's kids, but she's got them. She's, she's got here them. in spirit. Yeah. Um, th these actually all the. No, it doesn't 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 matter. No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We're going to go now. Yeah. Um, we're just going to leave the stage. Yeah, we're just going to leave. Everyone know that but we're going to leave. And then everyone us. clap and Tell them how to close your us, eyes. Baby. Everyone closes their eyes when we leave, so yeah. you don't have to see us leave. And then it'll be really cool. Then it'll be so cool, actually. We should have planned yeah. the exit, yeah. actually. Maybe yeah. we should hug? Yeah, I reckon we're just going to go back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye! Bye! Should we just say thank you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank you for support. Oh, no. Thank you so much. If also, if any of oh, you are patrons, patrons of us, that's really sweet of you, and we're really sorry that we're, um, we're no, we are, we're, we're quite good patrons. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, we're fine, yes. But that's actually the only way that we um, do get support for the podcast. That's actually, yeah. and there's, BB's done a really sweet, um, like, 20 minute documentary, which we're posting tomorrow on Patreon about um, Jesse doing sunrise. sunrise, yeah. I just remembered the Las Vegas thing I said at the beginning, no, and I now I feel awful! She's, oh, God, I, I why just, did you that was, that? that? was worth it alone for me. Um, I've got the footage, and I will be sharing that. Yes. Um, and thank you to Horatio, thank my you to Horatio. producer. You're yeah. the coolest. <laughs>